The NRL Adoro podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waters on which the podcast is recorded and produced, the unceded and sovereign land of the Gadigal people. We extend our deepest respects to Gadigal elders past and present and acknowledge Gadigal people's continued connection to culture, community and country. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Adoro Rugby League Podcast. This season is molto piatto. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views and I'm recording these views in a new, in the brown town, I guess you would call it. <laughs> yeah, we're in the brown town. <laughs> Although that sounds a bit like a euphemism, but anyway, yeah. which I'm happy to do with you. Uh, with everyone's new best friend, Odin, how are you, sir? Yeah, doing all right, mate. Um, Porridge is out of the pot. Yeah, yeah. So I was a bit late this morning, <laughs> charging up the hill with a gut full of porridge. Not yeah. ideal, uh, but made it here in the end. That's the important thing. So, um, uh, Most Beautiful Tiger went away for the weekend, and Littlest and I had a great bunch of times at, at different football things. But one of the things that I learned over the weekend is the bloke puts away more porridge than I do. We ended up having those, you know, those sachets that they do, those 30 a minute and a half 90 second porridge sachets. Yeah. We don't have a microwave. So I do them in a pot. Anyway, he, ended I, he and I ended up on Sunday morning eating four of those sachets, two each. And the bloke was like, have you got any more porridge? I was like, no, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> I'm tapping out. I'm done, so you <laughs> yeah. have to be done. I'm nine times the size of your unit. Any, uh, any flavors in that porridge? Uh, we've got a really nice honey. Nice, that's what matters. <laughs> Most beautiful tiger loves a, a nice something. And so, yeah, put some honey in that. But that's, that's about it, he's just charging through it. Couldn't believe it. Um, big fan. I don't know. I don't know why there's such a big thing around like kids eating being so good. I think it's one of the first things doctors ask you when their baby's like, are they still eating? They still weighing? And you're like, yeah, and they're like, oh, then we're fine. And so if, I think that just echoes for the rest of your life. Anytime you see them eating and eating well, you're just like, yes, go big yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that might be why I emotionally eat now because so many people told me that when I was a kid. I can blame it on other just, people. Just reinforced, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and now I tell myself, you're doing well. You're doing well. Uh, okay, and then you obviously obviously had some shit bits over the weekend too. Yeah, mate. Um, I would also like to thank Gilby underscore Gillard, the Mario, oh, and Mario, that blackness, brother-in-law, brother-in-law, Terry, not Neil Bull, and David, hypothetic Hunter, who we all know are listening. Wow! Now, starting with the Wowments, because <clears throat> it's an unusual episode this week, I wanted to start on a different path, and it's not a fun one or an easy one. I wanted to talk about suicide. We've both been surrounded by a bit of death in the last few months, which is fucked. Um, Australian or Western culture still deals with deaths in a very rigid and cold, let's just move on type of way, particularly after a funeral. And so suicide in this country is even harder to discuss. Uh, Anecdotally, I've known five people already in my life, in in my 30s, to have committed suicide, uh, and four of them were men or boys. Two of them were when I was in high school. And the lady that committed suicide was a neighbour of mine. And she did it because another neighbour of ours, who was a 35-year-old bloke, had two kids, was walking to work and just had a heart attack walking up the hill. Fittest bloke you've ever seen. Played rugby up until three or four years before that. Absolute echelon of, of health. And so it made no sense in our small community why that man would all of a sudden have a heart attack. It felt like really unlucky. And so she then committed suicide just because she couldn't deal with the shitness that life could throw at that family. 
which obviously threw our small community even to, into a bigger spin. And at the time when that happened, I, was, I felt really angry at her. It was the first person I'd, or it was the third person I'd known, but the first person that I'd known that kind of did it for reasons that I knew. For, for, and I, you'd never really know, I guess. But I was young enough and was really angry with her for a long period of time because I was thinking, it's really unfair that we're dealing with that. Why would she then throw us into this? And so that was the first time I really realised how it, it's not really about you, the person who's left thinking about it, but also like it has to also be about the people that are left thinking about it. So it's a really fucking hard subject and why it's so hard um, to talk about. Uh, and so I'm not really sure... I know I don't view it that way anymore. Obviously, when something like that happens, you've got to be like, there's so much fucking happening with people. Um, and so it's, it's, it's hard then to, to, to talk about, which brings me to really how um, the media responded to Paul Green's one, uh, which happened on the, on the weekend. Oh, sorry, the other day. So in the first few hours and days preceding it, Channel, the Fox League had the Thursday night game and then an hour-long Paul Green special. And that was hard for me originally. And I know it's not about me, but this podcast is just us. So, fuck, I'm sorry if this is upsetting. You shouldn't listen to the rest of it. That someone would commit suicide and then we talk about them like it was a natural cause. Can you see what I'm talking about there? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and not acknowledging it. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and of course they at times said something about it. And I think they did something about, you know, if you're having trouble, talk to blah, blah, blah. People who are having trouble don't see those messages and go, fuck it, that's what I needed. You don't see a thing tucked on the end of an episode that says, if you need to talk to someone, call 1-800-TALK-TO-ME and do that. Yeah. Um, it seems almost like lip service. It's at the bottom yeah. of any article about it. It's just got a, a helpline number. Yeah. And it just seems like it's become almost like almost like a, a legal thing. Like, just cover mm. ourselves. Make sure we say that. Um, whereas, like, Nico Hines' response, yeah. like, mm. I'm sure you're probably wanting to get to that as well, but that's going to have far greater impact if someone's genuine yeah. and talking from the heart and you know relaying um, their own experience so that people can feel a connection to you rather than just saying oh, I'm here if you need reach out yeah yeah, yeah like something that I've experienced this weekend is all my friends want to help yeah and they're obviously so lovely but they say oh anything you need let us know and yeah. we'll be there for you and they mean it of yeah. course, but I send it to you. I think. Yeah. yeah but, and, what, what do you? Yeah. But from the other side, like yeah. you're not gonna just go. Okay. Well, I actually do need to go get eggs, and I can't bear the thought of leaving the house. Mm. Um, you're not gonna ask for those things. It, it takes more than than that. I think in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see what you mean about sort of almost glossing it over and, yeah. and not addressing not addressing the issue, which yeah. is so prevalent in all society mm. um particularly australians and and, um, and for blokes and for men yeah i did see a tweet immediately by at newy beck bum who tweeted beautiful stuff from nico and she was right that that also made me feel like that was a better message so much of what was on twitter and stuff like that was was dealing with it as if it was a, a death that wasn't a suicide but also and so i i went and spoke benji did that kind of thing he did a beautiful um, story, but a lot of it was if you need me, get into my DMs, which again is nice, and I and it really felt like he was being for real. He's been through his own shit as well, and so he wants to try and help people. Uh, and Tamalolo's um, uh, incredible game thing that that was also really powerful. That was just him grieving out loud, like he wasn't saying to people, "If you need help, come and tell me." He was like, "I'm fucked. I don't give a fuck that we lost that game. This is fucked." Yeah, I'm shattered. Um, 
and the thing, my, my, my sister is, uh, who, who people who've been listening for a long time will know because she used to be on the pod occasionally as an audience member, Wet, she um, is, she's not an expert in the field, but she has, she's, a, she's a big, no, she's not big, I don't want to talk her up, she'll get the shits with me. Uh, she is in that field, in suicide, um, the, that field. And so I messaged her about it, I sent her a long voice message about it saying like, I'm feeling like this and this is how it's been responded to and I, and I don't, I, I'm annoyed by it. So can you give me some, can you please like just talk to me about this? And she said, my first thoughts, her first thoughts are that it's just a nice way to deal with the elephant in the room or not to deal with it. People, the family and friends can feel guilty about suicide. So it might be a way, a kind way to make sure that they don't feel that way. And that made heaps of sense because... Mm. You and I just then were talking about how it's not just if you need if you need help come and see come and see me. It's like people are trying to be proactive to be like, fuck, Odin might need eggs or he might need some food, so I'll just take food to him. And then if we think about that, then or if we all decide that that's kind of what should be happening, then when something tragic like this happens, then everyone's like, fuck, that was me. I needed to go and do more for him, and this is my fault. And that's also not what should be happening here. And I'm and I'm I can't speak for all people who commit suicide but I can't imagine Paul Graham was like this will fucking teach everyone who didn't come and help me you know that's not often what the the motivation would be Um, she went on to say I think many people that don't want to acknowledge that a legend hero could also be that sad there are also some media guidelines on what actually can be said about suicide Um, but she went on to say she doesn't think that includes Twitter but all of those things are things I didn't think about which is why I was so glad to talk to it like we wouldn't imagine that someone that high in the game or who's had that much success obviously seems to be happy because we only ever see them on TV would be that sad to a point where they'd get like that. It's so, I think it's really hard to fathom for people who've never, because I've never, I've been heartbroken, um, but I don't think I've ever been anywhere near sad enough to consider anything like that. So it's really, it's almost abstract to me Mm. to be that sad to consider something so extreme. So it's really hard to understand um, for for people, I guess, in with a similar situation to me, but then there's those people who have had those feelings, um, and they, I don't know whether they would view. I mean, if you talk about the suicide or what, and like your your sister said, media guidelines mm. about it. You know, if they see a lot of it, and they're seeing all the, um, I guess, not fanfare, but all the attention being paid, it could, I guess, reinforce some of those negative thinking. Mm. Um, sort of cycles that people might be going through potentially so yeah Mm. I guess all stuff that I hadn't considered Mm. the other thing that I often forget is that it doesn't have to be a a well thought out planned thing I've only ever been in that that kind of train of thought once in my life and it was horrible and and I I remember it vividly because I was really upset with what was happening a whole bunch of things that were happening at work and I drove through a roundabout and didn't give a shit about looking and just drove straight through it And, and I remember feeling as I went through it I don't give a fuck if someone hits me and came out of that roundabout and came home and told Most Beautiful Tiger. And she was like, holy fuck, like you're in a really different headspace than what I thought you were in. Now, that's not me trying to talk down what happens to you like that. But I do remember being like, if, if something horrible happens to me, I don't care. And and I know that that wasn't premeditated or thought about it at all. So some of this can be, you know, it's, there's so many facets to this. She went on to say, I reckon that in a few weeks they might start to talk about it more, perhaps after the funeral it will be angled as a means to look at men's mental health, but perhaps just giving the family some space to breathe would also be good. Also, suicides are often unexpected, even if they say they're going to do it every day. Some people can still be like, what? So the shock, etc., is really hard. It is likely still um, similar 
it is like still similar to natural unexpected deaths because even though it's a suicide, um, it's still become quite unexpected. Yeah. Um, she went on to say, and this is also something I didn't think about, but she's excellent at this kind of stuff. She went on to say, I can see why it might annoy you, Big T, um, because it probably brings up the deaths that I've also, those suicides I've had to experience, one in the last 12 months, which was absolutely unexpected. And so to have someone totally fit and healthy and presumably happy just not here is, is really hard. And so she went on to say she could see why I would now be having this reaction to this because it feels like it's a totally different story and they shouldn't be lumped together in that way and it was great to hear that because or read that because I hadn't I often just assume like I think lots of people that your reaction is the most normal and moral and correct one and that you're not carrying baggage into every situation particularly highly emotional ones Mm -hmm. and so when she was like good enough at this to identify that I might be carrying stuff in here that I haven't seen or maybe she thought I did know um, it was great for me to go, oh man, yeah, I am transferring a lot of other things that even small or subconscious or unconsciously to this that I hadn't thought of. Um, and so might a lot of people, so might Maddie Johns or all these people who, or the producers running that thing might also then, like I needed to give a lot more credit to a lot more people who work on this instead of getting annoyed at, this isn't the same thing, fuck, we need to be doing a better job on this. I needed to be like every single person, his family, his kids, yeah. And all of that football community are bringing their own things into this, just like I was. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the knee-jerk reaction is, for us, is like, oh, we've got to deal with this, deal with it now. But like your sister said, you need space to reflect, like mm-hmm. particularly for his family and friends. You need space to reflect and go through the, the grieving process before you start trying to pick out what happened, where it went wrong, how we can make things better for the future for other people. Mm. Um, you know, it is a big process and I guess when you first hear it, your reaction is immediately, let's fix this. Um, but it's not It's not just a Band-Aid. Mm. It does need to be thought through. Um, which, you know, as, as we were saying, I didn't think that way either. Mm. I just responded and reacted. And, um, you know, upon reflection now, like you realise that, you know, if I'd taken to Twitter or whatever and, and posted my views, they wouldn't have really represented what I actually feel on yeah. the matter. If yeah. I, you know, if I'd taken my time and thought about it and talked about it with other people, um, so yeah, a lot more to it than mm. than probably thought um, to begin with. Um, and so, there's an excellent article that I'm going to leave in the show notes. It was by um, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's one of the best, and he. He wrote a great piece about the North Queensland team losing. It's by Nick Hampton, by the, them losing and, and about Tamalolo's uh, response. So I'm going to put that in the in the show notes. I'm also going to put some some links to different places to look. But essentially, what we're going to do today is is in a moment wrap this up um, because I want you to anyone listening and us to spend some time talking to people about this anyone that they think might need to hear it or anyone they think doesn't need to hear it, it can be also really valuable for you. You don't realise you need something until you start talking to someone about this. So although you might go to someone thinking, you know, I haven't spoken to blah, blah for a while. I wonder how they're going. You'll also find in that chat that you'll also be releasing whatever you've got or, or exercising or, or in, you know, making yourself feel healthier mm-hmm. by, by also feeling like you're helping other people feel healthy. So... Um, Souths keep winning, Tigers keep losing. All's right in the world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we'll do the we'll do some tips now. Hold on. 
I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Hi, I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu Lulu and and Ali's 40 tipping. tipping. What round is it, Lulu? Round 23. Correct. I know it is. (laughs) First game, Rabbitohs and Panthers. I tipped Rabbitohs. Even, they they have like a better percentage by a bit. Like not a lot, but. I know, Panthers are first and they're 59% Yeah, but they lost. They lost. But Rabbitohs have been doing pretty good. Yeah. And they lost to the Melbourne Storms who have Pappenhausen mm. out. So, like, yeah, I'm going to go Rabbitohs. Yeah. Cowboys and Warriors? Uh, Cowboys. Warriors have been going pretty well. They went well last week, actually. Oh, it's a 50-50 on head-to-head. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be hard. What's your margin? 12. I'm going to go to 8. Okay. Broncos and Storms? Uh, Storm. Because I'm pretty sure they. I know. I, okay, I know storms have Pappenhausen now, but like. They're still, they're still pretty you, good. I know, but yeah, eels and bulldogs. Oh. Um, I did bulldogs actually. Why? Because they won it last time. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought it was. I would do eels, but like, it's really confusing because sometimes when eels lose, then yeah, they lose they, to the easiest teams. And then and then they win against like. The Bulldogs, right? Say that. So, here's how it always goes for me. I tip the Bulldogs against the Eels, right? And then every time, the Eels somehow win. So now, I'm just going Eels. I don't care anymore. (laughs) I know it's going to be Bulldogs, but I'm doing Eels. Sea Eagles and Sharks? Sharks. Sea Eagles have not been going well, actually. Yeah, they lost against the Titans last week. Yeah, that's not pretty good, dude. It's not good. It's not good. Roosters and Tigers? Uh, I did Tigers because... <laughs> I thought you were going to say Roosters. Yeah, I'm joking. Well, we have to do it together now. Tigers. tigers. There you yes, go. there we are. Okay, Dragons and Titans? I did Dragons. Mm. Titans yeah. won. Yeah, they won Like, they're last. 15. They're 16th. They're now 15th. Yeah, I know, but, Who's like, 16th? Dragons look... Tigers are 16th. Never mind. We <laughs> <laughs> should have never looked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still think, I still think Dragons, even though Titans won last week, I think that was like a one in a million. Yeah, okay. You Don't sing it. the song, we'll get copyrighted. <laughs> um, Titans and Raiders? Uh, I think, I did Raiders, Oh, sorry, actually. Knights and Raiders, Knights and Raiders. Oh, yeah, I did, uh, Raiders because they have better percentage and... They're high, higher on everything. Yeah, and they've been going pretty Except well. Except the head-to-head, that's <laughs> yeah, 50-50. Yeah. Alright. And now we're up to women's games, yeah, which now is the first added... time it's in tipping. Yeah. Alright. Well, not the first time, but like, and it's, yeah. From, from, All right. from our experience. Eels and Roosters. So this is for uh, WNRL, so yep. women's NRL. Eels did pretty well last year because we actually watched a bit. Um, so pretty well. They do have percentages. Yeah. They don't have like leaderboard oh, yeah. head to head. Eels though. are not that. Likely to win, so Roosters. But just, I'm still tipping Eels. I'm still I, tipping Eels. I did Roosters. Because, yeah. Next one, Dragons and Titans. I did Dragons because they won last year. Yeah, they won last year. Uh, Knights won. and Broncos. Or well, not last year, last time. Last, last time. time, yes. Because, uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. season started Apparent, so, earlier this year. 
weird. So Broncos had better percentage than Knights. Yes. But like we don't know yet, so we just did Broncos. I just because of the percentages. Yeah. All right. Um, and that's all. That's all. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. My nephews have just tipped that everything we thought about last or this round, we were musing over which games are going to be great, which games weren't going to be great, happened. They were all exactly what we thought. Now we get another top four blockbuster. How are you feeling about Rabbits Panthers? Um, just like last week, I think it's going to be a good test for us. I think it'll be a harder test than the para game. Um, the Panthers won't like getting pants by Melbourne life last weekend. Two so. games in a row, then. Yeah, well, um, I reckon they'll come out firing. And even though they're missing a few big names, I think Fisher-Harris is back. I think that's a massive in for them. It'll yep. be tough, um, but the tide rabbits will rise. Rabbits 13 plus. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rabbits 13 plus, yeah. <laughs> right. He's so good at the moment. I mean, we say it every week, he's so good. Cows will beat the Warriors, Storm will beat the Broncos, Eels should beat the Bulldogs. Jesus, actually, if that doesn't happen, then the Eels, we'll put a line through the Eels. Sharks should beat the Seagulls, they can't beat the Titans. Tigers will beat the Roosters, and the Dragons should beat the Titans, and the Raiders should beat the Knights, right? So it's really yeah, only your game that's quite close. Yeah, I think it's all pretty uh, cut and dry. Yeah. The uh, Raiders look pretty pretty average against the Dragons. I mean, some of those bottom-of-the-table clashes are maybe not as interesting or engaging because there's not as much riding on them, but they have the potential to be better games than, like, Cowboys-Warriors, you just assume is going to be a slapping um, sharks, eagles, slapping. Uh, the only other one I obviously wanted to talk about was the we've got the NRLW also starting, um, and so I'm just trying to get up that draw. Here we go. We've got the cows. At, sorry, it's the rab- oh, rabbits and panthers. I don't want the boys. Give me the girls. Thank you. We've got eels and roosters on Saturday. That's going to be an excellent game because I mean eels faded a bit at the end of last year, and the roosters mm-hmm. are absolute weapons. I'm taking roosters. Mm-hmm. Titans and Dragons, Dragons should win. Knights and Broncos, Broncos should win. Okay, that's great. Dance <laughs> Raptor. One of you big, you got to play big. And we would like to... Oh, you found your way to another app, an emotional app, and we appreciate you staying with us. For you legends who listen all the way through, thank you. We hope that whatever you need happens for you and the people around you. Give the podcast a five stars. Tell your friend. Odin, thank you so much for doing this important episode with me. Mate, um, I won't say it was a pleasure, but it definitely wasn't a chore. Uh, really important to talk about these things. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you opening up to me. And, um, mate, always here. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials, like at Jetsos underscore 10, who tweeted, Nico Hines, Christian Welch, and Jackson Hastings, these blokes that make me proud of rugby league. We'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.